0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Can we solve Vancouver's housing crisis by doing this? Get rid of the city's municipal-owned golf courses and turn them into social housing and green space instead. We talked about this earlier on the show with trisha barker she is a vancouver park board commissioner the vancouver park board will be opening up public consultation on possible alternative uses for langara golf club that's one of the city's three publicly funded publicly owned municipal golf courses that's going to happen in the new year so get set for the debate on this about alternative uses for the city's golf courses. Now, Trisha Barker, though, she's dead set against the idea. Here's what she told me. Uh, I think it's a little crazy to even contemplate doing anything like that with our golf courses. Okay, why is that? Well, we actually need um, as much green space as we can get, and to start removing some of that is just outrageous, because if we remove that, we're never going to get it back. And... um, As many people know, I'm a huge supporter of the seniors in this city, and these golf courses do so much to help our seniors that um, we would then have to start dealing with other problems if we took these golf courses away. All right, let's get the other side of this now with my guest Patrick Condon. He's with the School of Architecture and Landscape Architecture at UBC, and he recently co-wrote an interesting uh, essay on this for the TIE, the headline, Time for Vancouver to turn its golf courses into homes. Very interesting. Patrick, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Give me your take on this topic about what should be done with Vancouver's municipal golf courses. What do you think?
1: Well, uh, I know it's a contentious issue, but uh, my soundbite is we don't have a golf course crisis. We have a housing crisis. And we actually have seven golf courses in the city of Vancouver alone and about around 20 within a half hour drive so we're not we're not at a loss for places to golf and the other four in this city have green fees that are not a whole lot different than the green fees for the city of vancouver courses so what turned our attention to it was the problem in this city for the housing crisis is not the cost of the house it's actually the cost of the land uh, land is uh, increased in value tremendously and then when you look around and you say well land costs a lot. Do we have a lot of land that we could use? Yeah. And the answer is uh, the, the three square kilometers of golf course space. And we did a quick calculation that generated the, the estimate of the value of those lands at $20 billion. Wow! And our proposal wasn't just to use it for social housing and have no green space, our suggestion was half of it would be turned into a publicly accessible park land, which it's not now. You're not allowed to go on there unless you're golfing, and those parts of the city don't have big park spaces. And then with the remaining 50%, do it like they did for South Falls Creek, one-third market, one-third middle class, one-third social, and the market uh, housing will provide enough money when sold because of the high price of the land, the high value of the land, to generate enough money to build the middle class and the social housing, you would end up getting 20,000 new units of affordable housing pegged to 30% of your income, hmm. 20,000 units, which would take a huge bite out of our local housing crisis. What we have is a crisis for people who can't afford leave here based on the, low, on the low salaries they have. So we thought that this was a huge opportunity. And uh, I understand it's contentious, and I guess that's right. sort of why we put it out there, to get a conversation going.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you really did spark a conversation for sure. And when you did that calculation on the value of the land of Vancouver's three, munis- uh, three municipal golf courses, they're $20 billion. My God, that is an astonishing number for, for sure. But when you make the argument that there are other places to golf if you got rid of the municipal golf courses. One of the themes we heard earlier on the show today from people calling in who are opposed to the idea, Patrick, was, well, look, right now to go and golf at a municipal golf course in Vancouver, it's at least affordable. If you're going to go to one of these private golf courses with a Shaughnessy golf club or Point Grey golf club, you're going to pay a fortune. It's not, it's not affordable for most people. What are your thoughts?
1: I think that's an exaggeration. You can go online and see what the greens fees are in those locations during the off season, during weekends, during the summer, Mm -hmm. during the winter. And you'll find that they're not they're not they're not twice as much as the existing green fees for the city, uh, the city courses. And also, if you go a little bit further afield, you'll be able to find absolutely equivalent green fees. So I understand the reservation, but I don't think it holds water. Okay, what about the
0: argument that if you get rid of the city's golf courses, which uh, have been there for a long time, they're kind of historic parts of the city, that it's just kind of a race to the bottom of getting rid of green spaces that can be accessible to, say, senior citizens who get out there and enjoy an affordable round of golf or in, or in getting young people involved in the program with some of the youth programs they have at these courses. Isn't that a good thing to be getting people out and enjoying the outdoors?
1: Yeah, all things have consequences, and we have a we have a dramatic crisis here in the city of Vancouver. It, it has to do with having housing that's appropriate for our young families. So I have more yeah. sympathy for their plight than I do with golfers. Golf, golf nationally and internationally is declining, and while people will debate that, that is in fact the case. Very few people people can afford not just the money for green fees, but but the time necessary to take almost a whole day out to, so that so that as a recreational pursuit it's not as popular by any means as it was 50 years ago M- much more needed in the city is is uh, uh, natural areas for passive recreation for going for walks for uh, for that kind of activity in the south end of the city where all three of these courses are, are very deficient in natural areas the other thing to say in this respect is golf courses are not ecological they look green but they're not ecological they take a tremendous amount of pesticides water uh, lawn mowing every other day such that uh, uh, the estimates show that the average golf course is the equivalent to 130 automobiles in terms of the greenhouse gases that it, gener- that it generates. Oh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things to say in opposition to the to the point of view that you just expressed. All right.
0: Speaking to Patrick Condon from UBC about Vancouver's municipal golf courses and what should be done about them. When you take a look at uh, the three city-owned golf courses: Fraser View, Langara, and McCleary Golf Clubs. Would you say, in, in terms of the, the feasibility of converting this land into housing and green spaces, could you comment on that? Like, how accessible are these places in terms of for public transit and the terrain? How easily could that terrain be turned into other purposes like housing?
1: Well, I think the first one that people have discussed, and I agree, is Langara which is pretty close to the the Candle line and a whole other host of new amenities along that Canby Corridor. So that would be where you'd probably start. But something has to be done. And in my view, we should start Monday.
0: Okay. Are any other cities doing this I, I, around North America? Is this sort of a trend that's catching on, or is it just an idea of people just whistling into the wind on it, or are any other cities actually doing this?
1: There are dozens and dozens of cities throughout North America that are converting golf courses for housing, not for the particular reasons that we're doing it or that we're suggesting to deal with a housing crisis, but merely because the golf courses have actually gone bankrupt in many of those locations. A lot of new communities built around golf courses found out very quickly that the, the revenue coming into the golf courses was not sufficient for their maintenance, so they've had to be abandoned. So at, in, in short answer to your question, yes, there are dozens and dozens of places where golf courses are turning into housing now. Right.
0: Is it feasible to convince this park board or to convince the the residents of this city to go along with the idea that you're proposing? We've done a, a Twitter poll uh, on the topic today, unscientific, of course, but it's running better better than two to one, basically, to keep the golf courses the way they are. So I don't know. It sounds like a bit of an uphill fight. It is an
1: uphill fight, you know. And I, I'm I'm a realist on this one, but you know, I have to I have to express my concern to the young families who would like to be living in vancouver who can't live in vancouver now under these present circumstances and the market has shown itself completely unable to uh, produce housing for that cohort making average incomes why the reason is the land is too expensive the answer to that problem is where have we got the land and the golf courses are the places that we have the land so if the citizens of this city are are realistic and serious about finding affordable housing for their sons and daughters and their grandchildren, they really ought to look again at the opportunities that these golf courses present.
0: Okay, it's a fascinating debate. Thanks for coming on to talk about it.
1: My pleasure. I appreciate it. This
0: is Patrick Condon, UBC's School of Architecture and Landscape Architecture.